Welcome to TanakhStudy.com. This is Jesse Salem, and together we are studying Sefer Yoshua. Sefer Yoshua. Before we start the Sefer, we're going to give an introduction. Sefer Yoshua is the first book of the Nevi'im right after the completion of Hamishachum Torah. It opens a period of entering Eretz Yisrael, a period that lasts, according to Hazal, for 850 years until later the exile of the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash. Sefer Yoshua itself will focus solely on one generation, the generation of the children of Dor Hamidbar who merited entering Eretz Yisrael. They followed in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways and were recipients of open miracles. More than any other Sefer in Tanakh, we'll see a lot of detail focused on the borders of Israel, territories of Israel, cities of Israel, and wars of Israel. Before we start, I'd like to discuss the five W's, who, what, where, when, and why in Sefer Yoshua. Who? Who is Yehoshua? Well, let's go through the Pesukim that we've seen so far in the Torah, as the Navi does expect us to know Yehoshua and his greatness from the first five books of the Tanakh. We first see Yehoshua in Sefer Shemot, Perek Tetzayin, when Amalek comes out as the first nation to attack Israel days after they left Egypt. Yehoshua is appointed by Moshe to be the general in that war, and he is credited with the defeat of or the weakening of Amalek. So the first we see of Yoshua is a military general in Israel's first war. The next we see of Yoshua is when Moshe is called up to receive the Luhot in Shemot Perekaf Dalid. We're told that Moshe got up and Yoshua his servant, Yoshua Mishareto, and Moshe ascended to the mountain of God, We know Yoshua was not with the nation at the time Moshe received the Torah. And he's the one that tells Moshe, as Moshe descends from the mountain, Kol that it sounds like there's a battle going on in the camp of Israel. We know that that was the commotion of Haita Egil. Yoshua was not involved in the sin of Haita Egil. At the time when the Torah testifies to Moshe's ultimate greatness over, over every other Navi that prophesied for, for Israel in Bemidbar Perek Lamid Gimal, Pasuk Yud Aleph, we're told that Yoshua, his servant, was by Moshe's side at all times and would not leave from the tent. Yoshua was constantly, was always with Moshe. Yoshua is the one that sticks up for Moshe's honor when Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. In Bemidbar Perek Yud Aleph Pasuk Lamed Dalid. And later on in Bemidbar, Perakim Yud Gimel and Yudal, we know that he was one of the twelve men who were sent to spy or explore Eretz Israel, and only one of two who came back with a good report. He ripped his shirt in mourning when Bnei Israel spoke bad of Eretz Israel and asked to return to Egypt, and became only one of two people in that generation outside of Shevet Levi who got to enter Eretz Israel. Probably the most important in Bemidbar, Perak Zayin. When Moshe is told that he will die before entering Eretz Israel, he cares to find a leader that can lead the nation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that chooses Yoshua to be the next leader for Am Yisrael. He commands Moshe, Yoshua is God's choice. When the tribes of Reuben and God speak up and ask for the land on the eastern side of the Jordan instead of in Eretz Israel, Yoshua was one of the few people who were commanded to make sure that those two tribes live up to their promise of leading Israel in battle. 
The first few and last few Pirakim and Sefer Devarim are filled with Moshe reiterating Hashem's command to him to strengthen Yoshua as he will be the one to take Bnei Israel into Eretz Israel and distribute the land. Moshe strengthens Yoshua directly. Moshe speaks to the nation, building up their confidence in Yoshua. Finally, at the end, after Moshe's death, the Torah testifies to Yoshua's greatness. Yoshua binun malerua chokma ki semach Moshe et yadav alav. And Yoshua Benun is filled with a spirit of knowledge because Moshe placed his hands over Yoshua and Bnei Yisrael all listened to him and did just as Hashem commanded Moshe. So to recap, Yoshua served throughout the 40 years in the desert as a military general, a leader as well as the right-hand man to Moshe. He had the ultimate respect for Moshe, as seen from Eldad and Medad, and the ultimate respect for Eretz Israel, as he was one of the few that reported good about the land. He stood up for the truth, even, though, even when it wasn't the most popular thing to do. There was no one more befitting than Yoshua to take over as Bnei Israel's leader after Moshe, and that's who Hashem himself selected. Who wrote Sefer Yoshua? Hazal tell us in Masechet Baba Batra that Yoshua himself wrote Sefer Yoshua other than the last few Pesukim. If you are familiar with the text of the Torah, you will see a lot of phrases that Yoshua uses from there. We will point many of them out as we go through the Sefer. When? When does Yoshua happen? As mentioned earlier, we are focused on one generation, the children of the ch- generation of the children of Dor Hamidbar, 40 years after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Putting Yitzhak Mitzrayim at the more traditional year, this is based on Pesukim and Melachim and Devrayamim, at 1445 BC. We are now opening up the Sefer at approximately 1405 BC in the early Iron Age. As we'll see, there will be some enemies in the land that have much more developed military weapons to the extent of built iron chariots, the tanks of their day, which Bnei Yisrael still have none of. Where? Where does Yoshua take place? We open up the Sefer in a place called Shittim. The last stop we saw Bnei Yisrael at in Sefer Bemidbar, and where they are located from Moshe's address to the nation in Sefer Devarim. Yoshua is a continuation of the Torah. Bnei Yisrael in Sefer Yoshua are only there for three days. Four days into the Sefer, they enter into Eretz Yisrael and will be there in all parts of the land throughout the rest of the book. Why? Why is Yoshua included in the Tanakh? I would say there are two main reasons Sefer Yoshua is a canonized book in our Tanakh. And as I was preparing this introduction, I found them both to be brought down in the Gemara. Firstly, to stress the importance of Eretz Yisrael. I quote the Gemara Masechah Nedarim, Kafbet Amudbet, Had Israel not sinned, only the Hamishah Humshet Torah plus the book of Yoshua would have been given. For they are about the importance of Eretz Yisrael. Nearly a third of the Pesukim in Asif will be going through the geography and literally mapping out the land. We can appreciate this much more in our day and age with some familiarity of the places in Eretz Yisrael. There will be a lot of cities mentioned along the way. In many instances, these cities are identified by our tradition that has been passed down by Jewish presence in Israel for over the past millennium. And in many instances, the Arab preservation of the name or similar name can help us identify cities in the region. 
Recent archaeological discoveries will also, in several instances, shed some light on our stories. Secondly, Yoshua is a sefer of emunah and ideology. And this is found in the Gemara Masechet Megillah, Yudalad Amud Aleph, dealing with why there are so few prophecies recorded in the Tanakh. I quote, only those prophecies necessary for future generations were written down. Those unnecessary for future generations were not written down. Sefer Yoshua reflects a unique time in Israel's history. It's a time when the Jewish nation enters Israel for the first time. A time when Bnei Israel are following in God's ways. This theme of sin is practically absent from the Sefer. Bnei Israel serve God and it is clear that Hashem is the one paving the way for Bnei Israel. There is a mutual loyalty between Bnei Israel and God, an ideal existence that we all strive for until this very day. As a side note, Yoshua is not a book of military strategy. We will see some interesting military maneuvers, but the main image of the Sefer is set by its ideological and prophetic setting. For example, longer and harder battles take up 15 pesukim, whereas shorter and quick ones take up a few pirakim at times. This Sefer is not a military strategic book, even though we do see some strategy along the way. The Sefer is a prophetic book based on imunah and ideology. Now, there are still some brilliant military maneuvers that if we understand the geography of Eretz Israel, it will help us a lot in understanding the setting and battles in the Sefer. For example, we will see Yoshua head in his first few battles right for central Israel. He splits the northern and southern kingdom and fights them separately at different times, divide and conquer. What is Sefer Yoshua about? For this, I'll briefly give over a structure of the Sefer. For the first four Pirakim, we will see Bnei Israel entering into Eretz Israel. The next several Pirakim, from He until Yudbet, we will see the conquering of Eretz Israel. And the following several Pirakim, from Yud Gimal through Yudet, we will see the division of land in Eretz Israel. So, for the first 19 Pirakim of the Sefer, end of Nevi'im in general, we will see. The focus on the land of Eretz Israel, entering, conquering, and then dividing. Then in Pirakim, Kaf through Kafbet, once all Bnei Israel receive their territories, Yoshua will give the Levim their cities, and he'll set up the Are Miklat, cities of refuge. He'll send back the two and a half tribes to their families, who on the way back do something that nearly sparks a civil war. Finally, the last two Pirakim, Kaf Gimel and Kaf Dalid, Yoshua addresses the nation twice. And we'll close off with an addendum to the book of Yoshua and the Kohen Gadol El Azar's deaths.